Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Amazing news, Andy. I'm in the studio. We got the top-notch audio quality for today's podcast, which is a change because the Wednesday show has been a road show for me for going on way too long, and I'm very happy to be at home in the studio to talk about week six. Yeah. It's nice yeah, to be and, home, you your plants around you, your cats and whatnot, the neighborhood, the neighbors, the sea air in your hair. Yep, exactly. Every, everything is your, your comfy chair, mm-hmm. the computer you like to use. So, no, it's good. And, yeah, week six is upon us. Um, oh, yeah. Week, week five was weird in some spots, but honestly super predictable. And a couple other ones, we did a lot of recap. If you want the recap pod, that's already out. You can listen to that. We'll go through every game. Save Monday today. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. How many teams run by? Just uh, two. Just Packers two. We have four little, teams coming off, two going on. A little more. Yeah, we have a little more football than we had last week. But yeah, just uh, another week of, oh, man, these primetime games, fellas. We'll get to that <laughs> when we get to that. But the, the primetime games might be a, a little rough again. But I don't yeah. give a shit. Football's football. Monday night might be fun. Thursday and Sunday, less so. Um, although we got some of the premier teams in action, their opponents are maybe a little. Their road opponents are a little, uh, a little under, uh, under par. Um, no, but uh, I, I'll be f- completely flat honest with you. I'm having a tough time really finding big edges this week. It was one of those where we looked at it on Sunday, and I was like, hmm. It's all pretty close. I and have some totals I, I want to throw like, at you. Yeah, I was like, I think that should be a little high. I think that should be a little lower. I think, you know, and and by Monday, the stuff that I was kind of leaning all got nudged into place. So I got pretty light action this week. This is uh, yeah. this is not a uh, not a big card for me. Um, and hopefully that means that my numbers are just well dialed and. Uh, you know, I need to, I, and I've used some of the time to start thinking about like other things, like the arc of the next couple of weeks for some of these teams, looking at schedules and thinking about, uh, you know, futures markets and things like that. So I'll, I'll incorporate some of that into today's pod outside of being like, yeah, 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 I bet that, I bet that, I bet that, I, because I really, I just didn't play, play a ton this week. So just, yeah, we'll have to look at some of the, we'll look at some future markets as we go. We'll look at some mm-hmm. of the divisional prices as we go with some of these teams yeah. about to run into some different spots in the schedule. But yeah, I'll start it out with Thursday night yeah. football and boy, howdy. Um, big old number. You know, the, the big old number. The Chiefs in a weird spot with Kelsey dinged up and obviously nobody, nobody willing to step up and say, hey, I am. Spartacus, I can't say I can't, well, can't say I am wide. I am wide receiver one. Um, no, you just have a bunch of I am wide receiver two slash three. I am a dropper of balls. I'm a rookie. I'm an oft injured cast off from the Giants. Like it just uh it felt like this team was gonna be very, very good if somebody was able to slot into that wide receiver one alpha role. Yeah. And if not, it's still a good team. And that's kind of where we're at the ladder of that. Like this team is not bad. This is definitely a very good team with a you know a dangerous weapon. 
couple dangerous weapons, a great coach, but it's still some kind of questions unanswered. I'm not, you know, I'm not super excited to back this team as like a big favorite in the playoffs. If uh, this is kind of where we're at in 15 or wherever, how many weeks we get to the playoffs. And even right now, I'm not, I'm not super excited to back them as a favorite in a game. That's going to probably be a bit of a weather game. Yeah. And uh, I guess, I guess it's, uh, this is a game I don't have a bet on. And uh, the story is maybe entertaining. I don't know. This has probably happened to you before. Uh, I don't know why it happened to me now, but it happens to a lot of guys um, too. Happens to. I mean, this is this is uh, this is one of those type of stories. Um, the uh, the what do you call it? The uh, weather report started formalizing, and it was like, okay, yeah, like this is going to be our first windy game of the season. Uh, you look at the Broncos' defensive EPA, it's like, holy crap. Like, they can't stop the run to save their lives. Um, Andy Reid and the Chiefs are just going to give you nine, you know, like a healthy dose of Pacheco. And it's probably going to work. Uh, and this is probably going to be a relatively short game. Chiefs don't defend the run very well either. Um, and then you look at the weather and you're like, oh man, the, w- the wind is going to be 20 plus, gusts of 30 plus. Like, this is, you know, no long field goals here. Uh, you know, this is a get out of get out of town with you know get out of or you know your home. I know, but get out of this game with the win uh, and uh, you know get right for the next week. And so, um, total was sitting at uh, fifty and a half. Yeah, this came this came <laughs> down hard. This is obviously an under. Tried to bet fifty and a half. It's like getting a weird refuse, refuse, refuse. I'm like, okay, what the hell. Um, fine, you know, I get, I'm, I'm re- update, refresh, refresh, 49. Okay. I'm like, well, if it's 49, I might as well just like try to get a plus my bet on 45 and a half. So I to go to the drop down 40, 48 and a half, excuse me, 48 and a half. Try to fire that refuse, refuse, refuse. And I'm like, all right, this is ridiculous. So log out, log back in bet 49. I was like, fuck it. 49 under staked, full staked go. Uh, and I swear to God, it was like cancel. It was green. No, it was, I swear to God, it was a green. And I was like, okay, I got 49, whatever. Like, it's fine. Um, go through the rest of my day, blah, blah, blah. You know, start start looking at numbers again this morning. And I'm like, yeah, my balance didn't look right. And go to the pending, and there's no under there. So, and the total is now 47. So, it's like, okay, well, all right. And, then I, and now I want this to go flying over, even though I think the under is probably the right side, just out of spite, uh, because something happened and I didn't get a bet in, uh, even though yeah. I pretty obvious under bet. Uh, I talked to, and I, I wonder. I interested. I wonder if it will move yet, because this is not the part of the week where you get a bunch of, you know, a bunch of public money yet. And I know that's not always going to move the market, but. What if every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the entire world, and every media outlet, and every you know, all the all the sports books put out the the stuff on Twitter and on their Instagram, and all the TikTok cappers, and everybody is showing this weather point with thirty mile an hour winds, and you know this this thing drops down to like forty six and a half. There is a point where I don't give a shit. It's two quarterbacks that have been tossing it just fine. Like Russ sucks, yeah, but. I mean, Russ in negative game states has been kind of fine this year. Yeah. But this yeah. offense hasn't been bad. This defense just took nine steps back, which was, you know, always something we talked about where, hey, this defense will not be as good as last year. No idea. No idea that, that we could ever get this far. 
Mm-hmm. And I, I know they've had some injuries and some guys have been in and out and Jules missed time. And, but Jesus, this defense has gotten just atrocious quickly. I, I yeah. never saw this coming. So there's a certain buy point at this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, so I missed my, missed the window on the, on the under. And so now I'm rooting for an over. And then it's exactly like you would not supposed to do. Now everything that I read is confirmation bias that the over was the right play all along, and I got lucky not getting an underbet in because it's like the report. The report for the Broncos today is not good. Frank Clark's not going. Um, Browning, uh, Browning, whatever that guy's name is, uh, best their best linebacker's not going. Jewel's still hurt. Um, Justin Simmons is still hurt. Like, there's really not a lot of reinforcements coming for the Broncos defense anytime soon. Like, these guys are bad, and they're going to continue to be bad. Um, yeah, Baron Browning's not playing. Uh, there's another guy too. Uh, Day, although DJ Jones has not been good this year, he's not playing. Um, I mean, the Broncos aren't going to be able to generate much of a pass rush here. They're not going to be able to stop the run. So the Chiefs should have a pretty balanced attack and pretty much pick their number, I would guess. Um, although, it's, like you said, like Russell Wilson, when he has had windows to throw into, he's done pretty well. I think a lot of his issues against the Jets were he had some tight windows to throw into and he rather than try to force it because he's turnover, you know, he's turnover, um, he tries not to turn the ball over, uh, he was taking sacks. And so I think realistically, if there's windows here against the Chiefs past defense, maybe he takes some shots. If there's not, if it's not, then this is probably Broncos run, 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 Chiefs run, 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 and uh, weather might not even be much of a factor. So who knows? Um, yeah, it's the only the only issue with that is obviously it takes a little longer when you cross cross the road a million times. But still, I mean, they might just be lopping off again. Uh, a game I referenced a lot. Remember the the Georgia national title game where it's like, hey, this game should be going faster because they're only running the ball but when you run for 11 yards of carry pretty soon you're in the end zone and yeah i mean kind of what we might see if we if we even if we, it is more of a balanced passing attack yep. it might not be you know downfield shots pressing the ball it might be yeah. short stuff like uh, you know get these wide receivers involved in some screens some jet sweeps you know they run the ball with the wide receivers as well it's not just going to be pacheco and God help the CEH, but I, I do think they'll move the ball pretty effectively on the ground, like you're mm-hmm. saying, against this defense. And I don't have a strong take. This number's been beaten to probably where it should be on both yeah. sides. I'm pretty close on this. Matt Porter uh, this has is the same the, issue. I mean, it's a primetime game. Gonna... That makes me feel better, Matt. Uh, I really don't. Because I, I, I literally thought I was taking crazy pills. Okay. All right. We are, and we are going to bet the second half, as I was yeah. saying, because, yeah. you know, it's a primetime game, but this is one I'm definitely excited to to live bet once we actually see the conditions and the game plan after like two or three drives. Yeah. Um, first score safety in the second half, something like that. <laughs> I'm into it. Like these no, win I games, I, uh, I feel like there's probably a misprice on safety in the win games just because if you were a team that would otherwise attempt a 50 yard field goal, now you're going to punt and cough and corner them in that situation, you know, maybe even a 40 yard. 48 yarder 45 yarder you know you might not have confidence that your kicker can do it in the wind so you're more likely to pin pin uh teams uh and uh, actually we saw a safety last week with the uh broncos uh russell wilson intentional <sighs> grounding in the end zone what a play oh, such was. a bad <sighs> throw like i mean what else are you gonna do in that spot you gotta give it the old college mm. tribe it's like I, yeah oh you're he's lucky that wasn't six like it was up in the air for a while yes uh 
Uh, in the back of my head, notes about the Broncos, very closely watching the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I know they're paying him a fortune, but at some point, Peyton's not interested in a long-term rebuild. If his quarterback's going to continue to suck and suck and suck, he's going to try to kick the tires on Stidham, uh, see what he's got there, and make a decision about the offseason, I would guess. Um, so the vibes between those two at the end of uh, the Jets game were bad, bad, bad. They were not 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 the immaculate vibes you want. No, they were pretty rough. And I kind of want to check the the snap counts too on this, but it feels like McKinnon's getting involved a little too. I don't know actually who the third run. I think CEH is listed as the third running back, which probably makes sense and is fair because McKinnon's better as like a change of pace, scat back or whatever you want to say. But like I'm going to go look at those snap counts while we move on to the next game and see where McKinnon's at. It feels like maybe there's some McKinnon props to be had in this one. Yep. Okay. Well, let's move to Sunday morning. Crack of dawn for me. Um, Ravens take on the Titans. <clears throat> uh, the relevant information for this game, the Ravens got that down to three, albeit a juicy three, and then back up to four. The total got bet up from 40 to 41. Uh, that is telling you that there is a little bit of optimism, I think, about the Ravens' offense. Uh, there's a little bit of optimism about the Ravens in general, largely because they went to London early, and uh, they're getting their body clocks adjusted to it, uh, to Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, and uh, the Titans are going to just, I guess, business as usual. I haven't heard when they're actually going to leave, but it sounds like uh, Someone there's going to be a disparity. Okay. But okay. I, re- I also read an article that said Thursday night, so I think it might just be like an overnight flight. Maybe you split the difference on those two reports. It's a, like a late night Thursday flight, get in on Friday morning kind of thing. I do love this. And then just when I do my morning, every Wednesday morning, the very first thing I do is I have all the stats I need. I have everything pulled together from the week before. I oh, update Mickey, my numbers. they can't be doing red eye on Friday. Oh, no. I read That's Thursday got... night, so it could it could be a, a, a Thursday night into Friday red eye. Oh, if it's it's truly a oh. Friday night red eye, that's horrid, oh. and this number should be. Oh, but, I, mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't take that box score and downgrade the Ravens last week, and I I punched I put my stuff together and I said oh, I'm pretty close on this number, and then I realized I was giving the Titans a point one point four home field. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, we can't do that. No, no. And it's like, shit, I, mm-hmm. I need to bet this game. So, you know, obviously, I was disappointed in not winning the bet on the Ravens last week, and I don't want to sit and make excuses, but Lamar played very well. That was yeah. the most drops we've seen from a receiving core in a game all year. Um, it just <clears throat> some pretty bad luck against a team that mm-hmm. is a well-coached team that finds luck on defense. You get the block punt safety. You get the turnovers in very inopportune times. Yeah, one big mistake you made massive mistake there was a, the problem at the end of the first half like yeah this is a game that they win nine times out of ten and probably cover eight times out of ten and yeah they fair. didn't even win outright so i couldn't downgrade them i love the titans i don't love this matchup i think we will be able to get a little bit of pressure up front i laid it i laid the four okay right uh, yeah i mean it's this is very the, yeah the travel yeah. stuff is obviously a cherry on that's icing yeah. um <clears throat> I haven't seen a report on Jeffrey Simmons. He obviously matters a ton, and he got uh, banged up in the uh, Colts game. Uh, I haven't. Uh, I don't have a ton of hope of the. You know, I, I don't have a good read on 
Tannehill and how this offensive line isn't like specifically unraveling the entire Titans offense. Um, I, I have Simmons as a go. Thought. Simmons is a go. Okay. All right. I, I'm like 90 10. He's a go is where I'm at. Okay. Okay. Um, Marlon, if he, if Marlon Humphrey got cooked by George Pickens, who can't accept create separation. That concern you at all? I guess not really with Hopkins is in the separator either. So no. Marlon Humphrey's fine against Hopkins. I don't know what to do with that Steelers team. Cause it's like, they were like shit 98% of that game. But like both of those Pickens plays were really well drawn out plays. They were. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, Matt Canada has it. Just Matt Canada is in his bag, I guess. I don't know what to do with that team, man. Yeah. That is such a, an annoying team to be on anything in the, in any of those games uh, yeah. on either side. Yeah, best player on offense is Lamar Jackson. Best player on defense is uh, Roquan Smith. Both of them are Ravens. Uh, don't know what else to tell you. Um, I like the uh, in general just the pop that Justin Justice Hill was showing you before he fumbled. Like he had a, some really hard, good runs <laughs> before uh, uh, maybe losing his confidence or, you know, losing his role because of the fumble. I don't know. This um, is, yeah, this is the time of the year, Drew, where it's like, oh, here's a bunch of running backs that, you know, weren't really weren't really going to have a lot of snaps early in the season or at all this year where it's like somebody got hurt or they're just good or the guy in front of them like Derrick Henry is getting older. Tashi Spears is another good example. This is where we like find all the good running backs that by the end of the year, it's just like, Oh no, that's a good running back. And you know, Hill's been around a little, but uh, yeah. obviously it wasn't supposed to be the, he had some juice show. though. Like he had some pop, but no, like, he was making saying, some moves. He broke some good. tackles. Like, yeah. Sometimes you get an upgrade. It's like, shift I like day. this guy better than shift day, shift day, shift day. Um, okay. Yeah. I think he's, I, I honestly don't think that they're, they're at a deficit absent odd Dobbins with Hill. He's, he's good. Um, okay. I, uh, I haven't played it just because I didn't get the best of it. So I was willing to pass. Well, that bugged but... me too, but I still, I'm like, I think this is moving. There was some, okay. there were some rec books that were up to four and a half. Do you have an inclination to play any Titans team total under if this is a, an opportunity for so 17 and a half Titans team total under? I don't because I actually, I show a little value on this over as well. Okay. okay. Uh, I right. think I think the Ravens' offense really shows up, but it's not like it's not like this Titans' offense. I, I, I'm higher on them than the market, so I have this as an over as well. Okay. Uh, let's move to the one o'clock starts with uh, Washington at Atlanta. Uh, Desmond Ritter answered the question, answered all his critics with his performance against the Texans. Um, he distributed the ball well. Uh, he operated like a professional quarterback. Um, there are still probably more questions that will be asked of him this season uh, because he still has only ever won games at home. Uh, I think of his nine starts now, five of them have been home and they've been wins and covers. Four have been on the road and they've been losses and not covers. It's just off the top of my head. I don't really, I'm not tracking that carefully. Um, but uh Desmond Ritter and company take on a commander's team that has extra rest, but was just kind of got their pants pulled down by the bears. Uh, the defense's question marks coming out of that game for the commanders were massive. Um, their secondary looks very beatable uh, and their strength of their defense, the D line wasn't able to generate much pressure against the bears O line and Justin Fields, even though he had like three seconds to throw that whole game. And 
it was pretty clear which side of the field they were continuing to throw to because he only has one good receiver. Um, yeah. So I, if you want to bet the commanders, have at it because you hate Ritter, that's fine. I think this is probably Falcons pass. Uh, and I think the Falcons can probably get it done. And, you know, the pressure that the Bears got against the commanders, I think, was noteworthy. Um, that Bears pass rush sucks. Uh, well, and they got they got after it. Yeah, actually, it's you know crazy what? crazy that, that I was going to say, yeah. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think we knew that Forbes is struggling as a young man and like the secondary has some issues. But we always thought the pass rush would make up for it. Mm-hmm. So it's disappointing to see what they put out there for a defensive product. Again, short week, tough. But that that usually benefits defense going up against a short week game plan. I'm much, much more disappointed in what we saw from a game plan offensively from Bienemy. I mean, just the whole coaching sure. staff, Bienemy, Rivera, and Del Rio, and everybody has all this experience. And then you got Eberflus, Getze, and a defensive coordinator that isn't even with the team. Five minutes on the job. Yeah. You don't have a, yeah, you don't have a DC. So, like, a team with all that experience should be at an advantage in a short week as far as a game planning standpoint they looked they looked befuddled by this bears this mighty bears defense that like you said they haven't had a pass rush all year hardly they were getting home they were getting pressure they don't have a secondary that can cover mostly because of attrition and injuries yes. and you weren't taking advantage by that by getting targets to your top two receivers you were slinging it to yeah. wide receiver five I, like the the entire thing stunk and i don't know I don't know if that's going to be an ongoing thing, but it's not a team I really feel like trusting on the road. No, even no. you know, even against a like we've said, the Falcons are not good, no. but they're not bad. They're the no. team that if they are better than a team, they're going to mm-hmm. beat them, especially yeah. at home. If they're worse than a team and it's on the road, yeah. you might want to lay it against them. Yeah, I count eight wins on their schedule, and maybe one is on the road. <laughs> it's a it's a team that I think you. Back at home, you fade on the road. Uh, for the commander's point I was going to make, and your all your commentary, I couldn't agree with you more. It feels like they're not asking their wide receivers to run especially good routes. Like they're not creating separation, but it's just like what, what, yeah, like what it are they? Like so dumb when you say it out loud, but I, I 100% know what yeah, you mean. It's like, like, yeah, like, like the like Terry McLaurin could fucking cook these guys get them into running some creative stuff. What are we doing? Um, and but but at the same time, like. I feel like our friend, Dr. Eric Eager, you know, I, I haven't read his book yet. Um, and I'm going to do a book tangent in just a minute. Uh, I haven't read his book yet, but it's about, it's about the analytics of football, right? I assume the chapter that is like sacks or quarterback stat doesn't even have any text. It's just a picture of Sam L. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm excited for that one too. Obviously we have the, the, oh. Why can't I think of our poker player's name with the great Ed hair? Miller? Yeah, Ed, Ed Miller, Miller and Matt Davidow. Yeah, Matthew Davidow. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, they the, they were very very nice to send oh, me that, a PDF copy. I love it. It, it feels like it was written exactly. Group? What's that? Is that a deep dive book club this offseason? Ooh, that's a great Ooh. idea. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, the um, the the follow up to the logic of sports betting by Ed Miller and uh, um, Matthew Davidow is I feel like it was written specifically for our audience. Like it's, it is, it is like, 
it, you know, you had, you, you, it's, an, it's in the first 50 pages, it answered like a handful of questions by people who are behind the scenes building products for sports books. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, thank you. Like, that, that, I was wondering about that. This makes yeah. sense to me. Like, it that's is the nice very, part very, about the, very useful information. Yeah. What, what the, the experience they have now, especially being on that second, you know, that, that other side of the counter, yeah. having that, the, the, the new domain knowledge. Um, but it's it's fun too because I, I haven't gotten into it yet. I'm hoping I'm gonna sit down. Everyone should be asleep when I get home. I'm gonna sit down and get into that one tonight. But I really, really did enjoy the first one. And it was there was a lot of like, ah, oh, should I read this? Should I read this chapter? Like this is shit I know. But uh, and then you start to read it anyway. And he does such a good job of explaining things in like better ways that it's hard to it's hard to even explain what I'm saying. It's like he explains it in a different, more concise way that makes you think about a court, a core tenant of like sports betting in a different yeah. way that kind of helps your thinking along. He just does a really good job of being clear, concise, and you know, yeah. getting getting the right points across. I like the it a lot. yeah. The beginning of this new new book is a very dry topic, but no it's spoilers. written. It's it's. I won't say anything about it, but it's it's quite dry. But it's also written with like a vernacular that's really like. It, it's a fun, good, quick read, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's got some it's it's, it's got some some value. <laughs> One more, and if you want dry, baby, you've got it. Um, the the gross <laughs> the gross gene the new gross gene book, like basically he just goes over perfect play for every casino carny game, and by carny <laughs> games I mean like Mississippi Stud, deuces, okay. you know, three card poker all the side games and like says, if this is the pay table, here's like the, you know, anyone who does video poker, what understands what I mean by like the hierarchy of like, here's what you do on the first bet. If it's trips or higher, you do this. If it's, you know, King 10 and a kicker higher. And I mean, it is dry, but the, the interstitials where he's actually like making commentary on the, 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 the games is so funny. He's just a really, he's a really good writer. I enjoyed that. There's a couple, there was a couple, uh, games i skipped because it's like god they don't have this here and i would never play this but it's interesting and it, too it's all like here's how you get to like a negative three hold for you like the house still has like a three percent hold but it's like at least you're not you know the donkeys are losing 15 percent on every dollar so here's how you get there uh back to football though yeah i uh i'm not gonna play this game although i might use falcons in contest just because i really want to watch this though yeah. i want to have this oh, on yeah. screen no because question. No this question. is going to answer a lot of questions of like did Desmond Ritter cook because there was no pass rush and it was a sure. weak ass secondary, or is he actually starting to get it? Yeah, and I know we if he's if he's not as good this week, we can't just say all right that was a f one day, but like yeah, I, Did, I really want to see how he how he's going through his progressions, keeping his yeah. eyes up, you know, yeah. looking guys off. I'm excited to see how um, Art Smith doesn't use Van Jefferson. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he'll be active. We'll see. <laughs> no, I know. I'm not, that was a. Uh, that I mean, but a, going going yeah. forward, yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Uh, okay, let's look at uh, Minnesota Chicago, which is an interesting one. <clears throat> been a lot of uh, commentary on this, uh, and I think it's been pretty similar. And I don't have strong disagreements with what I've heard and uh, people's point of view and the betting space. Um, annoyed, annoyed by this game, Drew. I'll let you start it. Yeah, so the Minnesota Vikings are at the Chicago Bears. 
Andy can probably regale you with many games in his history as a Vikings watcher because of the locale of the Vikings going to Chicago and just pooping their pants. I don't know why it tends to happen, but it does. Um, and the Bears are coming off of uh, you know a, a season-defining win. They or I guess that's kind of the way it's being couched. It was the end ending of a 14 game losing streak. Right. So it was, it, it, I mean, was, it was, it was a positive, right? It was a positive, but like, let's, 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 uh, let's cool our jets here a little bit. Um, the degree to which the bears are looking at two a two game sample of Justin Fields and, uh, you know, getting a little bit over themselves about it is like, uh, okay, guys, uh, you need to take a cold shower. Um, and you know, there's a, there is something to be said about the Vikings and their, you know, ability to, create really good offense in the absence of Justin Jefferson in that Chiefs game uh, that I think, you know, you can talk me into uh, the Vikings aren't a huge downgrade in the interim while we wait for Jefferson to get healthy. Um, they have a deep secondary. Uh, I'm sorry. They have a deep wide receiving core, young, young breakout potential for Jordan Addison and Hawkinson is not being utilized as much as he could be in exactly this type of a situation. KJ Osborne is a fine player uh, and the offensive line is giving Kirk Cousins a ton of time here. So I, I'm not exactly sure why the Vikings are taking a big old step backwards offensively, particularly given the bears don't really have a defense. Uh, and I, I kind of surprised that this has not ticked back up to three because you know, once it came off of three with the news that Jefferson, Jefferson was going on the IR, I was like, okay, well, you want to buy Vikings? A lot of people wanted to buy Vikings last week. They were probably right. They didn't win. Like, you want to buy them even cheaper? Here you go. Uh, and there hasn't really been as much of a move as I expected. I see it's minus two and a half, minus 20 at uh, uh, at Chris, but like, they're still looking for Vikings money yeah. <laughs> at that price, I'm telling you. Um, so. I'm probably out of this game. It just doesn't have good vibes. Uh, and I, maybe it's the other side of the ball. Maybe it's the Vikings defense doesn't match up well against the Bears. I don't know. Uh, I will tell you one interesting thing about the Bears. Um, Seth Walder, who does some pretty good data science for ESPN, published his tackle pass block win rate hmm. and double team uh, chart, which kind of gives you an idea of are tackles doing well or are they getting help? Or, is it, or are they doing well without help, right? The top left is Bears tackle Braxton Jones. Uh, I, what? Uh, huh? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I mean, maybe, uh, but I, I didn't. Uh, is he on another team? Like, I, I don't. I didn't understand how the top left was uh, uh, was that player. I, I guess did, maybe I didn't, I'm... Yeah. Dar so Darnell Wright. The rookie, the rookie they drafted, he's been pretty good at, at right tackle. Like they, they didn't completely screw up this this draft, which obviously they did a pretty good job of trading back, I thought. But like the fact that they were able to trade back and that they have an offensive lineman that's looking kind of good, mm -hmm. that's super hopeful for the future. This is still a bad team. And it is I do struggle with what this defense put on the field because if you look at the last few weeks. The run defense has been better, but the pass defense has still been, you know, very much below average, like bottom third, bottom quarter of the league. You know, the, it's tough because there are some teams that are so far below them and are really, really bad. Washington being one of them in coverage. But I mean, sure. the, the Bears are 
the Bears EPA per play defense uh, against the just drop back EPA per play has been really rough. They've gotten a little better on the run. They sure. have been able to defend the run a little better, but again, it's I wonder how much noise there is in some of that, given the game state of some of their games. Maybe you need to wash out some of that uh, garbage time too. So I like the Vikes, Maybe. but it's a very, it's a very, very, very annoying um, kind of spot we're in with Minnesota because we're in the opposite bizarro world from last year. Yeah, we yeah, know okay. this team is much better than the record indicates. They have had probably the most EPA lost on turnovers. Um, you know, out of anybody, just based on where they were and how many, and obviously the 99 yard pick six and things like that. The fact is, the, the turnovers have put them, you know, from W's into L's in some of these games they should have won. They could be four and one. And that's usually a buy team. But then we get this awful spot for it where we've never really seen this offense without Jefferson. We don't know that Addison and Osborne are ready to take the step forward. We don't know that they can just rely on Hawk or go to more 12 personnel and have him running routes out of heavier sets and make that work. I I don't know. We don't know. And then you add in the fact that it's going to be outdoors. It's going to be weathery. It's a divisional spot they've struggled in in the past. Uh, It's, it's, probably a hard pass game for me. If I was going to bet the the Vikings and God help me, like if they're going to win this game, I don't think they win a game 14 to 10. It's basically Mm. like, you know, give me the Vikings team total or something. Okay. Uh, The point where I was going with the Braxton Jones thing was he, uh, so he's in the top left. I didn't know Braxton Jones was on the Bears, so I'll be honest. Uh, and I was like, uh, and so I looked it up and I'm like, okay, he's played two games and then he's been on IR since week three. So it's yeah. like, okay, so what about what are the other Bears O line grading at? And honestly, like across the board, the Bears O line is grading pretty well. So like there may be something going on where they're actually good at coaching up some of these offensive linemen. Uh, and I think it's worth kind of keeping track of what's going on with. Uh, uh, that unit in general. Um, I will note that uh, Justin Fields is top six so far this season in pressure percentage uh, on his dropbacks, uh, albeit he has he is holding on to the ball the longest of any quarterback in the NFL with 2.7 seconds um, per pass attempt, which is an absolute eternity in the pocket. So he is getting a lot of time to operate and it still took until week five for him to have anything positive happen, uh, from a passing standpoint. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not sold really that, uh, fields is turned the corner in any way, shape or form, but I am noting that, uh, the bears offensive line might do, might be better than I realize. Yeah. And it's not a good uh, Minnesota pass rush. Like they they have relied on the blitz a little. I know they've got Tomlin's back and like, it's a, it's a better front, but it's not a good pass rush. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are reports and people and these, you know, Twitter scouts, and the, the YouTube video guys, and the, there's positives about fields. We're hearing it's like, ah, he's, he looked better. He was making progressions. He was going through his reads. His eyes were up. That's why he didn't have any pressure on him. Like, it's the same thing we said about Ritter in this last week. Sure. I'm just not sure how much I can trust it. It's never black and white. It's never Ritter sucks. He should be out of the league. He was only good because the Texan secondary sucked. It's or it's never you know completely all one thing. It's it's black. It's not black and white. It's gray. We just have to figure out you know what percentage of gray we're looking at there. If Ritter's actually good, if uh, a blocking gal. 
<laughs> a lot of oh, game luck, buddy. Uh, this is still six inning. Um, all right. The uh, so the other funny thing about diving into the Bears and trying to figure out who they are and what they are offensively, uh, they are uh, looks like they're going to be down their top three running backs: Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, and Travis Homer. All uh, likely out. I, I guess that means it's Tariq Cohen. Fields. Fields I assume. Your best running back. Oh, Fields. Oh, yeah. Okay. They, okay. they, Tariq, they went Tariq like Cohen's not on the team anymore. Best. I'm just making a joke. Oh, they should. Um, I thought he got picked up somewhere this year. Did he? Oh, maybe he was I just. I feel like camp. somebody somebody put him on camp or in a practice. <laughs> Cal game. got banned. Oh, man. He is a Carolina Panther. I, I laid oh. down the hammer. <laughs> um. All right. Got, uh, Tariq Cohen is in Lico. Okay. All right. Um, the uh yeah so this was a stay away i, I really don't I, I guess we'll learn something uh big big bet to the under here which i think is expectation of weather Although of weather the last time i checked uh you know there was there was buzz on sunday monday that there was going to be a couple inches of rain potentially during the game i think that's not looking likely anymore so we're only it's like like i think we're in like you know kind of october transition weather windy nasty type of stuff and i don't know maybe that makes this a, a heavier running game but uh you know i mean this is still this still that i would expect the vikings should be able to pass on the bears because i'm not expecting jalen johnson or eddie jackson to go and the rest of the bears secondary is a rough this, this was um, one i was looking into because I, I don't think the weather's going to be as bad. And I'm going to okay. wait. This would be like a Sunday bet. If we see some steam to this over and the weather's looking good, I will ride that steam. I will I will ride that rail and take this over 44, 44 and a half, even 45 fits up high. And it's looking like no rain, light winds kind of thing because it's, it is, it has all the makings of both offenses having the advantage. And if the Bears are leading, and they don't have running backs like the salt this way. You're just going to give it back to a good offense, a good passing offense repeatedly. So Minnesota team total over Bears, or excuse me, the game over if we get better weather news. And we're on right. to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. Uh, I've rewatched the Bengals-Cardinals game twice now. Uh, I'm assuming you have as well. Uh, your Joe Burrow thoughts, please. I I almost need a chart for this. So okay. Joe Burrow is he's at a hundred, and coming into camp, we're happy because he's had appendectomies and injuries, and this is, oh, he's finally getting into camp. Oh, jokes on us, hurt, misses yes. all the camp. Comes in week one, worst case scenario, he's had very little prep, playing yes. a pretty good defense, if I recall. Yeah, in the, one of the, the better Cleveland ones, Browns. maybe the best. I think it was in Cleveland, even. Yep. Looks looks like hot garbage. Wet weather. Wet weather. Wasn't a great weather day. Looks looks like just hammered dog shit. Improves over the course of the week. Um, injuries still feeling better. Easier opponent. Um, another divisional spot. Looks a lot better in week two. Comes out late in that game, though. Yeah. We had the re-aggravation of that injury. I don't know if that gets talked enough about about enough as far as like you know we, we just treat this as like one long injury but he was good in that ravens game and then okay. re-aggravated it later the rams game was nothing to write home but from either team uh looked bad again versus the Bengals, or excuse me against the titans on the road there, just not very mobile and then we're starting to see him look good again obviously last week he was running faster and yeah the higgins injury certainly isn't helping 
running some scrambles, uh, like you said, Drew's theory about him uh, working around the injury a lot better. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and we both pointed that out on that long throw he threw off the the opposite leg. Like yeah, he just long. That was all arm and like torso apparently. Yeah, and he looked he looked healthier. So if we're at a spot where he's able to get the ball with zip to Jamar Chase, who obviously the Cardinals just didn't have the coverage unit for, he's good. Uh, Higgins, we saw some practicing uh, late last week. That's kind of an up in the air. I'm, I'm calling Higgins 50-50. A broken rib okay. is nothing to sneeze at. No. In fact, it hurts like hell if you sneeze when you have a broken rib. So you're saying a, a broken rib is nothing, nothing to sneeze with. No, it's a little of both. Yeah. Um, but Higgins, maybe it'd be great if he could go, if he doesn't. Either way, I, I did. This is another one. I laid this. Um, I pointed this out with the game after we had that the, the game before the bye. Yeah. Really, really nice job by Clint Hurt putting together that off or defensive game plan where, hey, our secondary sucks and it's injured, so let's just blitz instead and put Jan, you know, a team that is very susceptible to pressure, blitz, and a quarterback who hasn't been able to handle it. He can't beat our secondary over the top, number one, because he has shitty wide receivers, Mm -hmm. and they refuse to throw to their tight end who they acquired. And number two, if we put him on his ass, he's certainly not beating us over the top. Really good job by uh, the Seahawks. The issue here is if you're blitzing, you're leaving Jamar Chase one on one with, I don't know, Tariq Wong. Yeah, like one of these young. There's some decent youth, but it's still not somebody I'm excited with uh, putting him one on one on the outside against. So, I don't love this matchup. The Seahawks secondary, the Seahawks pass rush. I mean, this is a team that you should have some success against pass rushing. Again, they weren't doing it with four. A lot of it was with the blitz. If if they can't get pressure with their front four, it, it might be a long day for the Seahawks secondary. So I took that. There was a two and a half at like one thirteen today. I ended up playing that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. So I, I don't know if Witherspoon's great in coverage yet. Yeah, I know we don't. He, he, he is an excellent. He had an tackler. opportunistic pick. Who had the pick yeah, the, on Jones? The, it was Witherspoon, yeah, right? Yeah, he yeah. did. But I mean, it was just a garbage throw garbage witherspoon throw, right? was a, an excellent tackler he is great i think he's been great with you know pressing some of these yeah uh you know so you're playing up on some of these big receivers he's fine yep. with that but like i'm not so sure he's great in coverage yet um okay. you know at the at the nfl level he's very good he's okay. he's going to be good and i loved how they used him up in the box a lot i'd like to see him as a like that's what sex is like. And we'll see who's injured and who's hurt, but like they used him at the nickel spot like that and got him to play up in the box a lot. And that's how he was effective. I don't want to see him outside anymore. If I'm Seattle. Oh yeah, no like, doubt. I'm, I'm not oh, sure. Dude, I'm not yeah. sure I want to put him outside on chase. No, absolutely not. Use him as the yeah, star. I mean, Use him as the Jalen yeah, Ramsey. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. get this guy like eight sacks this year. Yeah. He's uh he's amazing up in the box. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, those are all fair points. I do think that the Bengals rush offense is dead, you know, is, uh, you know, dead on arrival. Mixon here. isn't good. Mixon's not good. The offensive line isn't winning their run, run block um, reps and Seattle's run defense is good. So it's going to be up to Burrow throwing it 50 times again. 
And if Chase can if yeah, yeah if Chase can beat the Seattle secondary, then the Bengals win. If he can't, then this is probably like a field goalish type of game, 16-13 ish. Because I I personally like Big Lou matching up against uh Gino. I think that, you know, I'm I, I like how Lou is starting to uh utilize his safeties and starting to kind of figure out who can do what and how to uh how to get those guys um up to speed to replace the guys they lost. Um, they clearly miss Bates, like no doubt. This the the Bengals defense hasn't been good this year at all. Um, but their front four has had moments. I think their front four can get wins against uh, the beaten up uh, Seattle O line. Um, don't have a strong feeling about Cross and Lucas coming back and being you know big time ready to play game shape uh, if they even are available. Um, and I think you can beat up on this O line. And honestly, like the Seattle's offense against the Giants, did you rewatch that by any chance? Whew. Yeah. Like they, that was rough. Uh, they had one one big play by Walker and one big play catch and run by uh, Fant, uh, and that was basically it. Um, so I think that uh, if uh, um, I think that, and again, like he didn't practice today, so maybe the joke's on me here. But I think if Chidobi Awuzie is available to match up against uh, DK Metcalf, I think that the Cincinnati Bengals D matches up well against the Seahawks. And so I played the under here. Uh, I think 45 and a half is a fair bet. This has gotten bet up in the early portion of the market. Um, and 45 and a half was my number. Uh, so it's come down. So I'm, I'm ahead of this. And I guess here's my question for you, Andy. You ready for this? Yeah. Final question on this game. I don't have anything many. I don't have any more points on the under. I, I think I'd still like to see. I'd like to see Burrow beat a better secondary before I really crown his ass. Uh, that said, if Burrow and the Bengals win, you like land three, which is kind of current market price better than. Uh, I guess no, there's two and a half out there. You like laying two and a half, or do you just want to take Bengals plus four twenty-two to win the AFC North? Are we doing this again? It's a wide open division. <laughs> I mean, it's four twenty-two. That's a I huge like, number. I know we got like three and a half last year. We did. They this. have the wor- They have. They have the worst of their <sighs> performances have, behind them. And they if they win this game, they're three and three. They have some easy games ahead too. They can win. Ah, shit. I, you might have their me. schedule's tough. tough. It's not easy, yeah. but it's it's. They could they, get back into this. They have some very winnable games. Oh man, you got the. It's like the porn star lady meme. Like, oh fuck, you're gonna make me bet the Bengals again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I might be there. I might be there with you. That's four twenty-two. A big number. Somebody. Somebody asked about their run defense. Bang. Bang. Average like middle of the pack it's been okay but it's been weird game states as well um surely Jesus. yeah uh and then charles cross did practice um abe lucas okay. can't come off the ir for like two more weeks yet okay cross he, he's out till he's out till like arizona i think okay okay just uh the, the ir is not based on weeks it's based on games so if you get put on the IR before a buy, right? Or if the buy falls in, and I think you miss five weeks, is how it works. Hmm. I could be wrong on that. If somebody, if somebody correct me on that, I feel it just sounds dumb when I say it. So it might be our buy point. It might be our buy point on here. So. San Fran. I do worry a little bit about the Bengals, Rundy. I'll admit that I, I do. Um, 
All right, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna click submit. i just wanted to talk about it. Uh, Parlay it with Niners to win the NFC. That's not a bad call. Um, yeah, uh, you want to set this one up? I mean, what are you gonna do with this if we don't know the quarterback? Um, obviously, we saw the drop back, the drop down from Deshaun Watson to DTR is massive. Um, if it's PJ Philip Walker, it's not as massive, but it ain't that much better. He's a couple points better than you know Dorian Thomas Robinson or whatever, but it is it's still markedly worse than what you were getting from Watson was starting to look half decent. I don't understand what's going on with the shoulder. It seemed like he was on the right track. Matt Foley <laughs> to get back, uh, you know, get back and start this, you know, coming off the bye. I thought everything was going to be fine. Um, I floated a theory that he said, fuck this. I don't want to play the Niners. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of hurt. Like, I don't want Bosa to do something to me. Um, it, it, it's huge. Like, this was preseason slated to be a pretty good matchup where a tough team from the NFC West was going to have to come face one of the best defenses and an offense that we were excited about preseason. And now instead of Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb, it's, you know, Jerome Ford and uh, the star of the XFL Houston Roughnecks, PJ Walker. And that makes a big difference. So I don't know. What do you, I don't have a lot to say on this other than what do you think of this number? And do you think it's a, midpoint or like a three-quarter point if it were announced that philip walker's starting right now what's this number adjust to when they reopen like an ocho mm, that's a lot to lay on the road man it's yeah eight and a half even, even yeah it's still so much on the road oh shit oh yeah pj oh shit bullet and board um, we both clicked at the same time okay so uh I mean, my takes on this game are a little complicated. Um, I personally think that for this particular game, the quarterback question doesn't matter. And the reason is pretty straightforward. The Browns have one chance to win, and it is playing from a positive game state. If they get into a negative game state, it doesn't matter if... P.J. Walker or Deshaun Watson is the quarterback. They're not coming back on the Niners, in my opinion. And if DTR was the quarterback, then we would say, well, the likelihood of them getting into a negative game state just went up by a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but, if I playing this yeah yes. Uh, but uh, I think P.J. Walker can do a decent job of avoiding the key mistakes, uh, the key turnovers. And I think the Browns can craft a, a run-centric approach to try to do a little ball control, lean into their strength. Uh, I think if there is any weakness in the Niners, it's their run D. Uh, it's not a very strong, it's not a very big weakness. It's not a glaring weakness. Uh, they obviously have really, really good, um, you know, players at every level of their defense. Um, but I think there is room for the Browns to do something offensively with a well-crafted running focused game plan. Uh, I also think that the chances that the Browns defense can give us the worst of Brock Purdy are real. Um, the Browns have been the best team outside of the Niners at uh 
uh, allowing separation so far this season, which is a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. Um, and they've been one of the most disruptive teams in terms of generating pressure. Uh, Miles Garrett in particular and his ability to line up in multiple locations, including interior D-line, has been a revelation. And Jim Schwartz has the keys to kind of really, really upsetting what Kyle Shanahan's plan A is when he has Purdy drop back. Um, I know Purdy looked pretty good operating out of the pocket last week. Um, and you know, that was, they, they were up against also a very, very good, violent pass rush. Um, but I think miles Garrett specifically could be the deciding factor here with his ability to generate interior pass, pass, uh, pass pressure. And, uh, Brock Purdy also never played in a bad weather game, but we don't know how he's going to throw, throw it in uh, wind and, and, uh, wet conditions. I don't know if they will be windy and wet, but if there is even like <clears throat> my opinion on wind, there are some stadiums where 20 miles an hour, doesn't really spook me. And then there's Cleveland where 15 miles an hour spooks me because of the kind of a general alignment of the stadium and the fact that Cleveland as a city sees 15 for whatever reason at Cleveland Stadium, it tends to be exaggerated or worse. So I think that's kind of worth keeping in mind is that this could be a bad weather game and that Miles Garrett could be disruptive and that the Niners may not look crisp at all offensively. I've, I, I get, I yeah. get what you're saying, but... Let's say it's a bad weather game, and sure. God, God help us. Both teams have to rely on the running back. I mean, sure. I'm still probably going to take the game, the scheme that's focused around Christian McCaffrey and featuring Christian McCaffrey, than the Brown scheme with Jerome Ford and some Kareem Hunt sprinkled in. Like, I, I just, I don't think that the Niners are. Going to just go in with this game plan that says like, "Hey, let's go in the game. Let's go in with a game plan that strictly relies on, mm-hmm. you know, it, if if Miles Garrett disrupts us, we probably end up having a really bad game." Yeah, like, I feel like so, they've got to be at least half step ahead of us. Ah, uh, yeah, probably, probably, but at the same time, like, um, so yeah, the just, nine, I have so no interest in this one. So, so the 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 uh, rushing defense for the Browns uh, in. In you know, I'm taking away turnovers, so you're not getting credit for creating fumbles. Yeah. Uh, get rid of the fourth downs, so you're not like getting penalized for giving up the you know fourth and one sneaks. Uh, the Browns' rush defense is like godly. Minus point two EPA per rush in in uh, five. If they played four games so far because they're coming off a bye but that that's that's a all-time type of number in terms of rush defense uh i think also by the way chris mccaffrey getting popped a couple times in that game sunday and you know now having to travel like i mean is he gonna have his best stuff uh, in this game you know a little slower field a little sloppier conditions i i'm not i'm not real spooked about the niners beating me if it's this turns into a uh you know trench warfare ground attack type of deal yeah. um and I, I guess here's here's so here's the long little, way of saying a little pushback on that. Here's they here's were the yeah ferocious Here. against the run against the Ravens. Who like, was the Browns? It, yeah, if it, I mean that like just for for that week, if if you separate, and I know they just didn't play. Week, if you man. if you don't play, they didn't play one of these weeks. But if you separate and just looks at weeks four and five, the Browns because I just wanted to see how they compared against that. 
again, we've talked about this. Mixon doesn't <laughs> scare anybody. We haven't we haven't seen a scary run game from the the Steelers. Like yeah. the the opponents matter. Like I think the Browns run defense is very much above average. Yeah. I don't know if it's godlike. Like they they, they got kind of okay. exco- exposed they, uh, versus uh, the Ravens. The uh the the uh and the, game the Niners the Niners in week four played Arizona, right? Yep. The Browns played the Ravens. The Browns had a better uh a better rushing defense in terms of EPA per play than the Niners did. In week four. Sure. I'm looking at week four and five. I have the Niners twelfth over those two that two week span. Okay. Well, week five was uh the, they they get the benefit of the Dallas of the of the uh, of the Tony Pollard turnover. Um, yeah. the, I, t- okay. I took so, out turnovers. Oh, you took them out. Okay. Well, yeah. whatever the case is, they played well last week. Um, We're talking so much about a game. I'm not betting. Well, so it, I, it's I, it's an come, interesting game, though. I know we've come a long way. To, and I, my my general takeaway here is uh, Browns money liner pass. I think fuck the points. If it goes to eight, eight and eight and a half, I'm not like, oh yeah, I got the price I wanted on the Browns with, with the points. I literally think the Browns have one of two things happens. Their defense is disruptive. They can win on the ground. Or they get into a negative game state. Purdy's fine in the conditions. The game plan Shanahan brings in beats, beats these guys. And in which case, I, I mean, Niners can pick their score. Right? Either, so I can't, and then you're happy yeah. to lay the 10 cents. Yeah, yeah, you're happy you didn't lay the ten cents, and honestly, you're getting right now. You're getting what plus three fifty ish. What's the money line right now? Plus, uh, oh, plus two fifty ish. You're getting plus two fifty right now. So you're telling me that I have to have uh, what's one over? What's one over three point five? I'd I'd consider the eight and a half more than a more than a twenty eight percent chance that the Browns defense really makes Brack this. There's you're I'm I'm bank I'm betting that. There's more than a 28% chance that this is the game that Brock Purdy comes back to earth a little bit. It's, it's going to be one of the tougher defenses he faces. There's not a lot of tough games on this Niners schedule, man. If no, they there's don't, not. <laughs> if they don't cough up one of these bad yeah. games, they're going to be like 15 and two. Well, see, that's um, the thing is like I, for all my Niners positive stuff I have in my book, I kind of want them to lose this one and just kind of get the loss out of the way and move like on. Cause like, I don't want that. I don't want them to be guys. like four. I don't want them to be like 14 and zero, and then lose late in the season and have people like be like, Oh, well, you know, like, like, like the, the Eagles last year, like losing to the Saints, you know, the, the Cowboys and the Saints, Cowboys late, and Saints that yeah. cooked them on all the awards and it sucked. Uh, and I, I'd like the Niners to get one out of the way and then just 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 run just home. Truck the rest of the year. Just truck, just yeah, truck. Um, yeah. I, I will push back a little on the laying it or taking the money line. Final thought here is just I would consider the eight and a half with PJ. Maybe he gives mm-hmm. you a lot better chance at a backdoor. I mean, okay. I, I don't think it's competitive, but. I mean, the Niners have kind of laid down a little at certain times in the second half, and you know, getting yeah. getting getting okay. a, a soft, you know, a couple soft drives when you're down three scores late. I mean, just Robinson doesn't have it. If it's if it's Phil Walker, maybe. That said, I'm I still. I mean, it might have to be nine before I consider that. So no thanks. Okay. Okay. All right. That's not crazy. And in fact, I, you know, I guess what do I like the most? Browns money line at absurd price. Uh, next most would be 
Browns plus whatever the bottom is if PJ Walker goes. I, what I like the least is Browns with Deshaun Watson in like the six range. Like, yeah, no, 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 no thanks. chance of that. Uh, we'll save some commentary for Watson for another day because we've got to keep moving here. Uh, and we'll save some commentary for um, Brock Purdy MVP for another day. Uh, but I, but I have one more That's comment. That's a good halftime topic. Yeah, one more comment for you. Um, I may be, I may be succumbing to uh a little bit of like hopefulness here because i'm expecting that the niners will stay east and have an all-timer prep for the vikings next week and i would love for the market to just take a nice cold shower on the niners and be like wow if this were like a a 20 this were like a 20 to 6 game where nobody looked particularly good. They had a couple of people forget where the turnovers were like, Oh, they had seven red zone possessions and you know, they, they had two turnovers and three field goals or something like that. You know, it's like, Oh, they weren't that good last week versus the Browns. And you get a good buy spot on them after they stay West or stay East. Excuse me. If they do the West Virginia place, maybe they go to Youngstown state. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. So, all right, New flash, Orleans, Houston. Flash at, real quick, Flash asking about plus four ten Super Bowl. I think that's probably a fine bet. I think the Niners are the most likely team to be in the Super Bowl, and I think they'll probably be a pick them against whoever comes out of the AFC. So that, that's a fine play. Um, I mean, I I don't I, I like isolating. If you want to bet the Lions, I'd like isolating them NFC. If you want to bet the Niners, I like betting them uh, Super Bowl. And uh, I think realistically, it's one of those two teams that's probably going to rep unless the Eagles catch fire in the playoffs, which is possible. But uh, those, two, those two teams yeah. each other in a few weeks. That's will be fun. Yep. So, okay. uh, New Orleans, Houston. I, you know, I'm a Saints guy. I've kind of been higher on the market than sure other people, I guess, in this one. This is a tough, this is a tough, probably stay away from me though, too. Um, it's a road spot. Carr looked better last week. I wanted your opinion on that. That's my only question is like, do you think Derek Carr looked better? And by better, I mean healthier where his, his shoulder wasn't limiting him last week. I, it was, it was a fucked box score, right? Because they gave him so many short fields and that offense isn't like a 34 point offense. That was a pick six and some short fields and a team that was never, you know, convert the, the Patriots were one of 14 on third downs. Yeah. And three of the first downs out of the, they only got eight first downs. Three were by penalty. Like they were not moving the ball over. So the saints just had a trillion shots at it. And a bunch of them from short fields. The saints offense is not fixed by any means. It's still a very good defense. Um, I said, we've seen this, we've seen the Texans take a little step back against a, a team that has a CB one, Obviously, we have Lattimore, a team that has a little bit of pass rush. Yeah, you're right. The Saints' pass rush isn't great, but that's not like the Falcons are either. It's predicated on one or two guys having a good day against a, a beat-up offensive line. I don't think Tunsil practiced. We have to double-check that. That's kind of an ongoing thing, and they're they're missing some other pieces. It's still crazy. And this is the ultimate quarterback uh, sacks or quarterback stat. Is it ever? You just never get sacked. Is He's it ever? Sack I'm glad you brought that up because I did a deep dive on that. And CJ Stroud is one of the top 10 pressured quarterbacks this season. Uh, his time in the pocket is 2.3, which is on the lower end. And he has now three straight weeks of not getting sacked despite meaningful pressures. Yeah. Which is crazy. So CJ Stroud is literally like, okay, I got to get the ball out of my hands, going to the check down. He's probably making some of the decisions about what he wants to do 
just because he knows he's not going to have a ton of time and he may not be, you know, he may not be progressing, but he's playing fine, um, particularly with a positive game state. And so I think realistically, if, if the, if the Texans can generate a lead here, then, and you know, I'm not really scared about the saints pass rush. Uh, then I think the Texans can win. Um, but you know, I, I, I don't have, I agreed a hundred percent that Derek Carr was better last week than he was the week before it was by margin. And this is now three weeks since the original AC injury. So he should be about there if, you know, it's kind of a normal injury. And if I had a little um, more time to work Kamara into the offense, like it should be yeah. an offense that's getting better. Yeah, it but should be. It's still and not a team I trust on the road. No, and I, I think the and I think the market is maybe a hair low on how they're rating the Texans, but not so much that I'm like dying to play them at this price. Like it's just that's not good enough price. So I passed on the no. game. I think I have, yeah, Texans are alive. I have a Houston yeah. minus three and New Orleans about an average yeah. team. So if you give me a point and a half of home field, you're you know, you're ending up at about a point and a half, and that's what the line is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nothing really on this total either. Um, I think this Saints game is a coin flip, and I think the total yeah, is a coin flip. It should probably be 43. Yeah, <laughs> it should be probably 43. One of these teams is going to win 23 20. That's kind of where I read That's kind of where I read it. Yeah, this, this, if the Saints <laughs> defense shows up in the road, this game probably stays in the 30s. Yeah. The, the, on, the only bet I could. I could feel good about pay, taking in this one as an under. And uh, I might have some PTSD after trying to bet an under 40 last week and the Saints put up 34. Nothing like a pick six right off the bat and an under. It just makes you fucking, makes your ass itch. God, I hate that. Um, God, what a terrible segue into an ad. <laughs> memories are made. I do need a place there. to put my ass for a game that yeah. I want to go to this weekend. Memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered as the official <laughs> marketplace of the NFL. Obviously, lots of games left, lots of good yeah. primetime games. We got Thanksgiving coming up in about yeah. five, five, six weeks here. Yeah. More than that, I don't know. But uh their interactive seat map, 360, 360 degree previews mm-hmm. of your section. Yeah. Make sure you find the best view. And obviously. Getting in on game day is a breeze with the mobile yeah. tickets you have. So check it out, Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. And we're back for the second half. I just used Ticketmaster, Andy. Yeah, got my Breeders' Cup tickets. Oh, I did too, actually. I yeah, forgot about that. There we go. I got some. Uh, so I don't know if there's horse guys in here. I And maybe I could probably just look at this and like type in the seating capacity. I feel like Santa Anita has like three times the seating capacity of Del Mar. It's a big, it's big. It's not because that big. Like, the tickets, the tickets were a lot more reasonable though. Oh yeah. Well, I couldn't, I could not find it. I, I paid, I paid more for standing room only at Del Mar than I did for a, a bleacher yeah. ticket at Santa Anita. That sounds right. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited to get out there. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a crazy beautiful view. It's uh it's a lot of fun, and uh, you can't see the it's it's not a, you know at Del Mar you pay a premium because it's Del Mar and it, you get the ocean view and oh, it's yeah, uh, it's kind of it's uh there's a little bit more dedicated fan base for Del Mar. It is it is smaller. I think probably I about two thirds. Still the size. feels like a cathedral compared to Canterbury. You know, <laughs> obviously it's a really cool part. So yeah. Um, and then yeah. I, I did forget to mention this too. Houston, probably not a bad teaser at home. Uh 
you ever have this stupid feeling that this feels like a dumb heuristic? Sure. Um, but I've teased Houston like three weeks in a row. It feels like. Oh, and I it feels now. like. It, yeah, no, but it does. It feels dumb in my head to say like, oh, "Am I pushing my luck with this team?" <laughs> no, they just play close <laughs> games because of the style of ball they've been playing lately. So I, I guess I'm fine with. That. I'm probably going to put Houston in one of my higher end teasers for the week again. No, that that that's that checks out. And then, entirely. yeah, if yeah. and truthfully, if the Niners, if if it's Walker and it goes to like eight, you're gonna I, tease the Niners. I'm probably yeah. gonna tease. Yeah, that's, the Niners that's too. fine. It's, it's gonna be awful hard not. That's to fine. Road. That is um, the worst of the four. Is a home uh, a road favorite down from seven seven and a half eight? But but you yeah when when the shit. total when the total's thirty, what's the total gonna be with Walker? Thirty six. <laughs> like it's yeah. gonna be tiny. The t- total is gonna be so low. Um. Yeah, I don't think you got to worry about it. Those points uh, are gonna be pretty valuable. Min, Minshew Mania returns to mm. Duval County, and while it's not a big drop off, as most people would agree, it is still official now, and this is what teams will be able to prepare for. And I don't know if we see, you know the best of Minshew every week as this goes on. Uh, hopefully Richardson doesn't need surgery. They didn't, they seemed a little non-committal on you know, saying that that wasn't the case. Honestly, I, at, the, at this point in my head, I've just kind of resigned myself to the fact that he's going to miss the whole season, I guess. Yeah, that's probably. Somebody, God that's put probably, him yeah. together loose. I mean, he just, three three games already he's been knocked out hopefully that's mm. not a uh sign of things to come and he just kind of had some bad luck but that sucks because he was really fun yeah um i, I mean he's this young one, this he's, is he's young yeah. his body's gonna get more robusto this is uh this is a case of two of the i've been really good at avoiding bets i didn't get the richardson price preseason i missed the good number I said, I'll wait a few weeks. And then we had the injuries, so I didn't. And I said, if he's out a couple weeks and he gets up to like 10, 10, 12 to 1 on Rookie of the Year, maybe I'll get in. And I guess at this point, I'm happy that I don't have a Richardson ticket. I have some other losing tickets instead. I don't believe Jaden Reed is going to win Rookie of the Year, guys. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we gave we gave it a try. So uh, Minshew, Although, Jags. You know, A-Chan is probably out of the race now, too. So we're down <sighs> to three. That. I think we're down to three with Stroud, Bijan, and then uh, Puka. Puka. And then yeah. there were three. I, I didn't know what kind of adjustment to make, so I left it alone. I just left my indie number where it is, and I have this as about a five. So if you want to say it's a slight to mild downgrade based on some of the things Richardson could do, I guess I'm on market. Um, depends how you feel about this Jacksonville defense at this point. Uh, I don't know. What is this total done? I'm trying to look at the... Uh, it's starting to tick down. I'm part of that uh, That uh, in that general vibe. Uh, I played under 46 here, uh, 45 and a half. Although it's a very, 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 very small move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is fun. I don't know if he's a true slipper pick to win the award. He'd have to have some big games, but he's he's been very good. I was a little worried that they didn't have a, a true slot guy, which was helpful for a, a young quarterback, but Downs has been great. Yeah. Um, so the Jags defense. Uh, okay. I guess here's here's kind of the interesting handicap for this game. Uh, Jack spent two weeks in London. We all agree that, uh, that, that. yeah, they, we all agree that, uh, their decision, you know, that, that not their decision, but their, um, 
the situation that they were in was advantageous to them last week. There is possibility that it's disadvantageous to them this week, right? Like you got adjusted to Greenwich Mean Time. Now you go move back into Eastern Standard Time. Um, you know, my guess is that at 1 p.m. kickoff, it's probably just going to feel like an afternoon game for them. I don't think that you're really in a weird, why are we playing football right now? I should be sleeping, uh, you know, type of mindset. But I do think there's a possibility that the Jags offense is a little stuck in mud here because you're getting some bodies back for the Colts. The Colts had some important players miss the last couple of weeks. I'm expecting the defense is going to be a little bit more on full strength here. Colts have already faced you once. They've seen some of your wrinkles. They kind of know what you want your plan A and B to be on offense. Uh, and the Jaguars spent 40 minutes on the field <laughs> against the Bills. That was a long time to be out there uh, running around. Uh, I think that the Jaguars still win this game. I think the Jaguars still cover this game. I think the Jaguars' defense is going to be just fine, and I think they're going to throttle Gardner Minshew and company. Um, you take away the rushing threat that and that Anthony Richardson brings, and you make Gardner Minshew beat you with a short passing attack to the wide receivers who you can cover. Uh, that's not a recipe for success. I think the Jaguars are going to keep the Colts well in well under 20 here. And I think they could probably, even with a, an offense that may look a little lethargic and still get it, get to 20. Um, so I have lean Jaguars played under and probably going to use Jags in contests. Thoughts. I agree with your points in the under. <clears throat> Okay. Yeah, I haven't really seen even even the game they won. I'm not super impressed with anything we've seen from the play calling for the Jags. Both of those uh Yeah, it's a little it's a little weird. And also the like the tackle play and Minshew, I mean um, Lawrence getting uh, strip sacks and all that, like don't love it. Uh not that the pass rush for the Colts scares me really at all, but um do you think the Jags are borderline top 10 defense? Tough to no. say. No, you don't they, think they, so. I, I think that was more what, what we saw last week was more on the Bills. Okay. And I have the Bill, I have Jacksonville kind of bang average to slightly below average in most defensive metrics. It's not good, but it's a little better than I'd hope. The Bills, you know, the Bills kind of did it to themselves early on. It's it's an okay defense. It could probably play well at home. But, yeah, mm-hmm. what we saw, the only thing that worries me about is that is the Colts did move the ball a lot. Obviously, we had that 750 damn yards in that game and just couldn't uh, couldn't get that over home. There were some broken plays with Zach Moss. Like, there were, and but I think he might be good. <laughs> Like okay. Okay. It's it's been it's been a couple of times where it's like shit. This guy is halfway decent, and you know, even if he's not, they're starting to slowly work in a better running back. That's the the only concern would be, um, if it turns into a you know a game state where the Colts have to get after it, they have some weapons and downs and JT. Um, you kind of hope this is just to grind it. Out. If, if you don't want anybody up by two scores here. You need both of these teams kind of going with the the pace they've been going at. But I agree with you. I have nothing for me on this one. Okay. Um, okay. The Colts 
I mean, the Titans couldn't get a lick of pressure on Minshew when he was back there. He had all freaking day to operate. And even then, his why his yards per attempt were pretty pedestrian. Uh, his air yards per pass attempt are very low. Uh, and the receivers that the Colts have out there kind of stink outside of Pittman when he's having a good day. Um, I think that I think the Colts, this is mo- mostly like, I guess, really. I want to throw the Colts team total under into consideration for secret pod play at 20 and a half. Uh, I think that might be a, uh, might be a fun one. Um, Carolina, Miami. Best of luck to Carolina. Uh, no, exi- no idea how you hang with this Dolphins team, the way you're rostered. And this is worse. This is a worse team than the Dolphins played last week. Dolphins yeah. turn the ball over in the most, incredulous and terrible spots and still covered that number. There's no, you'd have to give me like 16 and a half before I'd consider the Panthers. Not to say like 13 and a half on the Dolphins is a gift and everyone should lay it. There's something about a big number like that where teams aren't incentivized to, you know, cover a big number that a win's a win, you know? So if it, if it's a 10, 10 point score late, that's a two, you know, that's a two possession game. They're just going to run the clock out. There's no incentive to cover the number for you. This isn't college where you got to please the boosters. So I'm not excited about either side of this. The Panthers are very much devoid of talent in a lot of spots. We haven't seen, you know, a lot of bright spots from the young quarterback yet. Uh, Adam Thielen quietly is like one of the best players somehow. It's it's been it's been a rough hang so far. I mean, they lost to Minnesota. That's uh, I'm kidding. Minnesota's actually kind of good, but this is a this is a road game. Like, are we just doing the thing again where we do Dolphins second half blind? It's not a bad idea. They're going to be in the <laughs> I mean, sun again. Go see well, the Miami problem is uh, that uh, Panthers all of a sudden have a little bit of garbage time spunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that coming last week against the Lions. Um, it's going to be uh, yeah, it's going to be a warm one. Um, probably, probably if if that's what happens without ARSB and Gibson, oof. yeah, I I know H H N is out and that that hurts, but yeah, that's here's, the other thing too. Like and, and yeah. Drew, if you if you say we have a spunky garbage time team, yeah, I was just on a question for you. Yeah, I, it's it's fair point. Also, like in theory, and we'll see if this even comes close to materializing considering Frank Reich looks like, looked like he wanted to walk off a pier when he was doing media this week. Um, in theory, the offense should get better as we go through the season and they continue to figure out who they are and what they want to do. Miles Sanders is hurt. The offensive line sucks. He doesn't sound not like he wanted good. to draft that quarterback. He doesn't sound like he wanted to work with Bryce Young. He doesn't sound like he knows how to work with Bryce Young. Uh, the evidence says he doesn't know how to work with Bryce Young. Um, realistically, I think there's a lot of reasons to doubt the Panthers will ever figure it out offensively this year, and this might be like a 1-16 type of team. It's possible. Um, the injuries they've sustained on defense are just brutal. Uh, the Panthers should be shopping Brian Burns for whatever they can get for him because they don't have their number one pick next year. Um, and I think uh, the Dolphins probably pick their number here. Um, and the Dolphins might put it in a bag. Too. If the Dolphins have like a 31-0 lead, like they may run this thing out. 
um, because they got Philly on deck. They got to go up yeah, to this uh, is one of those 40, 41 nothing unders, which just kills Ooh. your heart. Wow. Um, you know, maybe a first 41 seven stays under. <laughs> 40, yeah, first first half wow. over doesn't have as much garbage time, but you know, oh yeah. man, I was I was really close. Uh, the the first thing off my card because I, I want to point out they're not all losers that I leave off. The first thing off my card was Miami first half team total over. It was like 15, 15 and a half. And when they were when they were driving to go up 21 nothing and they're at the goal line, I'm like, well, that was dumb. And then he throws the pick six. And I'm like, oh, oh. And but I I I do believe they got to 17 at least by half. I think they went down and scored again. I'll have to double check that. I think it would have covered, but maybe, maybe something along those lines. Miami first half, Miami first half team total. Miami just the over, you know, 23 and a half in the first half, over 24, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't they know. scored I'm, I'm probably avoiding first half. this game. They got a 40 yard field goal as time expired in the half after the interception return. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, no more thoughts there. Uh, excited to break down Dolphinos, Eagles in, in prime time next week. Uh, Tampa, Detroit. Boy, oh boy. Gone around and around and around and around on this one. Um, I think the Lions are a bet. The over might be a bet. Baker Mayfield might suck if the Lions can get a pass rush, though. Uh, I think the I just I don't have a solid read. I, I've come at this so many different ways. But Buccaneers are coming off of a bye. Buccaneers are healthy. Lions pretty healthy also. Uh, where where do you stand? How how is there a way? Brown, in here? Yeah, St. Brown's trending in. That's obviously important. Road yeah. game in Miami. Again, I'm close. I'm I'm on market here. Looking at kind of the edge cases, is you know if we don't get super good news on all the defenders for Tampa, that helps Detroit. Obviously, that helps the over. Um, it depends how you feel about the the protection and Baker Mayfield. As you know, sack avoidance goes for this over, I suppose, or for if you're looking at backing the Bucks in any which way, shape, or form. Um, it's been a decent pass rush, and you know the the, the weakness is always going to be the defense, probably a little more in the second and third levels. But mm-hmm. it, it's been okay. Detroit's good. Detroit's just a really good team. It's just not a spot that I'm I'm not comfortable backing them yet okay. on the road as a favorite in a kind of a tough spot like this. Uh, it's a, it's a team, an experienced team. There's a lot of players that, you know, on this team that won a Super Bowl a couple of years. There's it's an experienced team with an experienced coaching staff, despite how we feel about bowls at home off a of bye. Like there's just no reason for me to lay points with, on the road with Detroit yet. Okay. If, if I wanted to bet Detroit, and there were some injury concerns on the Tampa defense, you know, as we get through the week and we hear all the updates, it would probably be just like team total over. There's a good case for the, this, them to, to score. If this game, no, the lions, lions. Oh, sorry. Lions. Sorry. Okay. 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 How about Tampa scoring? Is the lions defense top 10? Again, I think it depends if, if, if Baker's pressured and hit, it's it's a problem, right? But the, the Lions have been good against the run somehow. Uh, it, it, a lot of it is just coming from that front. Like 
it's been a lot better up front than I even I thought we'd get. Um, I have some I have some weird thought. I almost tweeted this out. I didn't want people to get mad though, but um, because Jared Goff has been so good in this system. But why are we why are we doing this with uh, Brock Purdy? But we can't do it with Jared Goff. Like, is Ben Johnson wasted on Jared Goff? Like, can you imagine? <laughs> he's a really good offensive. These schemes are elite. He's and only like, he, what, what he's, if, he, if he's wasted really on if he's wasted on Jared Goff, it's only for about two and a half more months. Yeah, we don't have much longer. <laughs> than that, though. It'll be it'll be crazy. That'll be one of the most interesting things about next year is how the Lions' offense looks without Ben Johnson. Um, yeah, and just because I'm a I'm a Ben Johnson guy, um, Lions team total over is. It's written down. It's not bad yet. Okay. I want I want some bad news about like <laughs> Dean or some other secondary pieces. So that's the thing is in the back of my head, I feel like I don't really remember which if there were good examples of this or if I'm misremembering Stafford versus Tampa, but I feel like the aggressive pass rush blitz stuff that Tampa likes to do against uh, a Mc, a McVeigh, Goff, Johnson style of offense, particularly with a full strength offensive line, just never seems to work. Like they, they, it just always gets cooked. And so, my, yeah. I agree with you. The Lions probably get their points in this one. And the question is just, does Baker answer? And I don't know that Baker answers because I still don't trust him against a good pass rush. And for what it's worth. Hutchinson looks Mike like, Evans did not. Uh, Mike Evans did not practice today. That's, too. True. that's true. It is awful hard to make a case for this against this front if you don't have Mike Evans as well. Yeah, and against this front and with an offensive line in Tampa that might still not have any good players. Uh, you know, like that. Like Tristan Wirfs is grading well, but the rest of that O line is a huge liability potentially for Tampa. Um, I'm probably. Again, could be looking too far ahead into the future because I want to back Tampa next week against the Falcons, <laughs> and hope I'm hoping yeah. that they lose this game in embarrassing fashion, and you get a good price there. Um, but the you know the Matt Filer, Robert Hainsey, Cody Monch interior looks like it could get exposed against Hutchinson and McNeil. So I think Baker's probably in trouble here, which means Lions probably cover the three. I'm probably just going to use them in contests, though. I don't think I really have a constitution to back them at this current price three because it's juicy, right? The, uh, three minus tackle. twenty. It's three minus twenty. Sorry, good. Well, how do you, how do you say the guy's name? The one tackle was limited. Luke well, Godeki. Godeki. There we go. I knew I, I didn't have it right. I just couldn't put the pronunciation. He was limited. That's an issue too. We'll see. Hutch has been very good lately. Uh, okay. Lean Lions, no bet for me. Okay. Here's, um, here's a game I don't want to talk about. Yeah, the uh, Bill Belichick takes on his former protege, Josh McDaniels, who's coming off the stupidest decision that any coach has made this year on Monday Night Football and didn't pay a consequence for it, which kind of sucked. Uh, thankfully, Green Bay second half gets home, so I kind of didn't care. Um, but uh, the Raiders were awful lucky to win that game. And I don't really know why they're three-point favorites besides the fact that the Patriots' offense looks like they would have a tough time scoring against a peewee team right now. Um, Max Crosby might be just enough to keep the Patriots' offense at bay here. Um, and maybe the, the maybe the... 
Raiders secondary isn't as bad as I've been accusing them of being. Um, technically, I think the Raiders are still a below average defense. Um, but I, I mean, so much needs to f- change for the Patriots offense to look good all of a sudden. I don't even know where to start. I might just bet the Thunder. I really haven't been impressed <laughs> with Garoppolo in this in this no. environment, even with Adams. Like they and they still have there's been injuries to this Patriots defense, but they weren't nearly as bad again as we as we thought in the if you look at that final score. Like it's definitely a team that has some juice. I know it's it's on the road, but and I, I guess that's what we have going for it. It's a road game. Uh, we've, you know, we're missing Gonzo and uh, God, who, who's the Putor's bicep? Juden. Yeah, Juden. Like you're missing Matthew some people. Judon. Judon. Um, yeah, those guys matter. Yeah, I'm close on this under. You know what? I'm fine with the under too. Uh, I might play this actually. Uh, okay, so let's let's. I just let's thought it would this. be forty. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't understand why it was this high. What we saw from the Raiders against a kind of a shit ass defense, like it wasn't great. Green Bay's no. defense is not good. No. Hey, let me ask you this: Devonte Adams is obviously not right. Um, the Raiders, uh, Josh Jacobs, isn't going to just c- come back to you know be back to the guy he was uh oh this is a rematch of the game that the patriots lost with their um their ridiculous was it jacoby myers who threw the lateral that the raiders got and ran back for a touchdown now he's on the raiders i'm for i forget who threw the lateral that got uh that that lost the patriots that game in in vegas last year yeah. this is the scene of the crime actually That's, this, didn't it happen in vegas i feel like it was jacoby the God, remember I looked it up on Wikipedia and there were so many names for it. Yeah. It was <laughs> it was at the Raiders last year and it was uh a Chandler Jones fumble return. Whoa. Um, let me see the, the Wikipedia that. article uh is listed if you're looking for it. The lunatic lateral. Yeah, it, it was lunatic. Jacoby Myers lateral, lunatic lateral. Collateral damage is my favorite. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, um, you know what the weirdest the pa- thing about collateral Patriots, damage was? Patriots are horrid, and I, I considered backing the Raiders here. I just didn't yeah. see enough of them. Yeah. I didn't see enough from them last week to really make me consider it even at three. Some random, I don't have anything I'll say about this game, but here's some random thoughts. The fact that Bill Belichick let Jacoby Myers walk out the door is probably a sign that he's very good um, because Bill Belichick does not know how to evaluate a wide receiver. The fact that Bill Belichick bought in Juju Smith Schuster. And he has sucked. We should have seen coming. The fact that uh, Belichick, he probably cares more about his special teams being shitty this year than he does about the offense being shitty. If we really grilled him, he's probably up late at night, like trying to figure out why are we the worst special teams team in the, in the NFL. Um, and I think this idea that he's going to get forced out or he's going to walk away, Kraft is not going to cut ties with Belichick forcefully that is not happening um there's probably at least another year of this and they may draft another quarterback because in the offseason I don't think it was smoke the stuff about trying to move off of Mac Jones and they don't like him and the fact that Belichick is just consistently giving you a vote of confidence and they're just letting him dangle out there sucking like it feels a little bit like intentional almost like they're they they may be in the mindset of yeah we're gonna lose fuck it 
uh, we'll just let Mac Jones just get embarrassed every week and let him take some of the, uh, let him be the bearer of our failure more than me. Like, I think that's, that might be what we ultimately get to. Uh, and I don't think I'm being conspiracy because I mean, the, the smoke around Belichick's and Jones's relationship in the off season, I, I, I don't believe that was people making shit up or lying to us. No. <laughs> so well, it's, I mean, it's clear. You can see it sometimes in the sidelines. Like nobody likes each other. It's rough. And it's, it's crazy that the, the main, if you had to like boil down every one of our season previews to one point, the Patriots one was, Hey, we have an offensive coordinator. Like there's a person who has called offensive plays before who will be coordinating this offense. It's going to get better. Um, fuck it hasn't like they just, there's so many teams. It's crazy. How many teams have like five receivers you've heard of and none of them are good and none mm-hmm. of them are giving you anything. The Patriots are obviously one. They invested heavily mm-hmm. in some tight ends. Aren't using them. Right. Uh, they're not getting much out of the running backs, just nothing. And obviously it all, it all comes down to they, they have a quarterback who's not very good. Yeah. Who's been benched for, you know, game getting out of hand a couple weeks in a row and they're going back to him. Somebody had a really good comment in the discord because Belichick's comment exactly when asked is like, no, we're not going to be changing. Anything. We're not making any changes. We're not making any changes. And somebody in the discord said, isn't this Belichick's answer to like every question? Yeah. Like, yeah. Fair enough. That's, <clears throat> but it used to work because not making any changes meant status okay. quo of Brady. I'm going to make one. This game sucks so much, and I just want to make one. I'm going to make one stupid bet. You ready for it, Andy? I'm going to bet Raiders minus alt, the biggest I can find. Just 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 a repeat of last week. Minus 17 and a half. Minus 12. But the biggest number I can find, minus Raiders. Under the auspice of Belichick gave McDaniels the game plan so that he can continue to embarrass Mac Jones. On purpose. <laughs> this is one of your best tin hats ever. Tin hat, tin well, hat. Belichick hates him, and he's out there to like, yo, oh, nope, we're, he's, he's, you know, the game was out of hand. Hate, we, who we, do we I hate less? Yeah, McDaniels? Or? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he hates McDaniels. I think there's good blood no, there. He definitely doesn't hate blood. Jimmy G. We know that. Belichick's got oh, a super God. hard on for Jimmy G. Who does? That gets gorgeous. All right, I'll probably take this under. Okay. I'm going to have to. Weather's obviously going to be fine. But Arizona versus the Rams. This is the only one that I think is still bettable of the sides that I have spot a position on this week, and it is at Rams minus fart. seven. The, um, <clears throat> the case here is kind of interesting, and I want to hear you tell me if I'm way off base here. Uh, three weeks in a row, the Rams have faded hard in the second half of games. Against the Bengals, we saw it firsthand. Against the Colts, where they almost lost an insurmountable lead. And then yeah. against against the Eagles, where they completely no showed, like just they didn't get to play in the second half. half. They just they <laughs> held just, the ball above just, their little brother. Yeah, oh, right. You can't have it. Yeah, yeah. I think that is explainable on the basis of you have a very young team that had some super aggressive travel and rest issues through the first quarter of the season. I think all that caught up to them in the second half of the Eagles game, and that was basically why they had no chance there. Now they get a full week at home, no travel normal rest young team I think is going to be primed to absolutely kick ass and you have a passing attack that thrives against exactly this type of coverage that Gannon likes to run with now three very good weapons in cup Puka and Atwell 
I think the Rams pick their score here. And I think Aaron Donald, who has been quietly very good this season, but against some very good O-lines, finally gets his chance to be an absolute game wrecker. Josh Dobbs is not the answer. Cardinals lose the guy they wanted to lean on in John Connor. And I don't really know how you go score for score with the Rams team that's going to be rested and ready. So anything I have said way off base in terms of backing a Rams uh, at this type of price, considering a couple of weeks ago, I thought this Rams defense might be all time bad. <laughs> it's it's still it's still not great, and I do think we there's definite opportunity for some Rams garbage time. But Jesus Christ, what we saw from the outside coverage against Chase, mm-hmm. it was and, bad. We, we've seen this offense is pretty good, and if Cup's 100%, you basically have two of them now. And Atwell's been good. Atwell's been a nice little deep threat. Like you have, a bunch of, you have a bunch of quick guys, and you have a coverage unit that obviously didn't handle that well last week. Like Rams, yeah, Rams very much beating the shit out of them in the first half, and then this game going over in garbage time. Kind of is, is where I'm at here. Like uh, it's a big number for a team that. Maybe a little hard to trust. Uh, we've seen some of these second halves, but it's a home game against a, a really bad defense. Who uh, I'm, I'm dangerously close to pulling their frisky tag. Yep, me too. Me too. I mean, Stafford looks healthy as hell, and he's 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 got a six set of fucking receivers. So, I uh, yeah, this feels like a classic. Like Rams just just pound them. Yeah, Maybe I know crazy. a lot of a lot of people have made good cases for this over as well. It's just it was it was kind of a surprise what we're getting out of this defense, but it's still not great. It's not uh, some of it's been opponent too. You know, there's been some weird games. The divisional games have had so far have been tough. So yeah, Rams. Somebody's saying Rams first half team total over thirteen and a half. God, that kind of checks out too. Yeah. What's that leave us with? Philly at the Jets. Who's uh, who's this divine comedy guy saying the Seahawks secondary sucks? I know I don't think anyone has said that. No. Seahawks secondary is good. Uh, they just been know. beat. To, they've been beat to shit. They've been mm-hmm. missing players up and down all year. Seahawks, to... the Seahawks. Yeah, the secondary. Uh, yeah, and I mean Devin Witherspoon has didn't even play the first couple of weeks, but uh, oh, and Adams missed some time. They've had yeah, uh, they've had so, like yeah. th- they've had like three or four injuries back there. Like mm. they've had to shuffle shit around to make it work. I can't like, really get against a Giants team, about. but um, all right, just a turd, just a turd. Uh, <laughs> Philly at the Jets, Eagles. Uh, yeah, I think it's Eagle. Dante. That's funny. Eagles are. Seven point favorites now. This has moved up. We kind of thought this was going there on Sunday. Um, for total of 41. This is basically saying that the Jets offense is going to be a non factor. Um, that's fine. Uh, I don't, I don't know why I am not more excited about playing the Eagles here, but. The Jets' defense is just they've they've stepped up to the plate in a bunch of spots this year. Like they really are playing hard, and I know that they're missing some important pieces. And I know that it didn't really matter against the Broncos. Maybe that's a Broncos thing more than it is a Jets thing, and maybe that ultimately is like why it's a more competitive game. But like 
Holding Mahomes to 23, even though it probably should have been 30. I get it. That that was pretty good. The Cowboys scored some defensive touchdowns to get to 30. The Bills only got to 16. The Patriots obviously are terrible. They only got to 15. And then you held the Broncos to 21. And some of that was influenced by some short fields. So I, I'm I'm not really sure how great I feel about the Eagles who are struggling a bit in the red zone, just coming out and ripping shit here. Um, and I also don't know if this isn't just a, Hey, let's, uh, let's get out of here with the wind type of attitude for them. Uh, cause again, they have a pretty important game next week at home against the dolphins in prime time. So, uh, I don't know road game, a road favorite out of conference. I, I just, I hate, 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 hate laying points in those spots. Hate it. So easy skip. That's another one too, where I don't know how good of a read we have on the the run defense for Philly, as they've been in so many positive game states where teams sure. had to throw throw against. That's them a late. very good point. It, it, it's tough to tell, like because what we saw from Priest Hall, you know, obviously it was against a team who's really been struggling on defense and struggling from a run defensive standpoint as well. Mm, but we don't. I don't really know what I have for the Eagles at this point. If, if Priest looks. 80% of as good as he looked last week. Like Jets can stay in this game. I'm pretty much on market. I don't know what to do with this total. A um, couple of defenses I trust. A couple of defenses I think they can get some pressure. So we'll see. Eagles, and again, if the Eagles are up 14-7, at half, I'm not feeling great about that second half over that, the, you know, uh, any pregame over getting there like that. What we saw was just a masterclass last week of just running, running the clock out. My God, I was, it was beautiful. So if it's uh, if it's another Eagles lead, I think it's like Eagles in the under like parlayed in these second halves. Okay. Well, I think that's a fun way to approach it. Um, I just don't, I don't really know how to grade the Jets anymore. I hope they get shut out. Uh, I need them to stop <laughs> scoring 31 points with some defensive yeah. touchdowns. That's hurting me. Um, Giants and Bills. Uh, the you know Bills. Our, you know what our play in is? Is this one for the uh, for profit exchange? Uh, is it, no. What is it? It is the big three, not Josh Allen, but the other big three. It is Cook, okay. Diggs, and okay. Gabe Davis. Okay. Total rushing and receiving versus Giants total offensive yards. Because when wow. I went to when I went to like the Giants are averaging like two fifty a game. It's bad. And I, I I looked at like what Diggs Diggs and Davis. You know, you should I should get buck fifty out of that and. Cook, maybe not, you know, so Giants should be favored there, but I don't know by how much. And I don't mind the dog price on on uh the, the Bills big three. So yeah, the profit exchange market for for the Sunday night game will be those guys versus the Giants entire offense. Hmm. So I like the Giants entire offense, and I'm actually gonna make a really absurd case here. I like Giants team total over as the secret pod play at 14. What and is half. it? 14 and a half. I, I'm scared to do that. Before. What if we find <laughs> out it's Tarad? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's not ideal. It's not, but, not, uh, it's not fucking ideal at all. <laughs> it's not ideal. Uh, no, I think um, I am, I mean, I am like 
every alarm bell possible, like ripping in my head about this Bills defense. Um, forget, you know, forget about the fact that they traveled internationally last week and got their asses kicked. Forget about the fact that they were on the field for 40 minutes in that game. Uh, forget about the fact that they are not great statistically when you take away turnovers this year. They have lost now their probably three most important players. Daquan Jones, Matt Milano, and Trey White were the best players so far this at year all levels, at all three levels. That sucks. Rough. That is rough. And I don't know that the Giants are just going to turn the corner and snap their finger and have an offensive performance finally out of nowhere. Um, and I don't know that Daniel Jones is going to play. But I want some kind of exposure to the idea that the Bills just can't play defense anymore with the players they have available and or that they're just going to be bad in this spot because it's a brutal spot. They played at 9 in the morning last Sunday. Yeah. And they defense was on the field for 40 minutes. And now they got to play a primetime game the next week with half not great. I mean, their best players. If there was a soft landing, it's still the Giants offense. I can't, I can't, I can't get behind that one with okay it's like 50 50 it's to rod man it's do we go with the weird body clock thing and just take the giants plus points done i thought about it just fuck this game into eternity yeah it's a game i we're gonna bet the second half scott no revenge game i like that dable revenge game to rod revenge game it is such oh, a bad man. offensive line, though. There's oh, my so, God. It's, yeah, it's, it is in a triple revenge spot like this. I don't know <laughs> if you want to be involved in a team total. <laughs> it's such a bad offensive line right now. It's going to get like Tarad is it's hoping so he doesn't bad. have to play. It's he so doesn't want to get hit. It's so bad. He's everybody, it's just, it's just everybody on this defense is hurt on top of the guys who are, we know we're not going to go. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah, this Maybe is it doesn't a, matter. This is a sit back and see what the fuck we have for depth at uh, in in Buffalo at this point. See if they can, you know, they have a they have a head coach that I think can probably fix some of these things. Might not have enough time before this game to do it, but we'll find out because you lost some important pieces. It's crazy that you could lose like your three best. How bad the Giants' offense are right now. You lost your three most important defenders, and you're laying. You know, you're laying two touchdowns north of two touchdowns some places. Yeah, you're going to be well, on the road. You're going to be on the road next week at the Patriots, and you're going to be laying ten points probably or more if the Vikings beat beat the shit out of or the Ravens Raiders beat the shit out of them. Um, yeah, if I don't change anything in New England, yeah, nine and a half. I, I make it nine point one. What's the look ahead? Out of curiosity, did you see it? No, I didn't peek at those. Somebody it let me know. Eight and a half right now. Okay. I'm a little higher then. Yeah, good Is season, Minnesota Twins. They uh, couldn't oh, win a three, home two. game. Hmm. Couldn't win a home game. I don't think they have a very good uh, – I mean, I bet I bet the Astros. <laughs> you got you to take your hat. Now that I'm a fan, you got to take some happiness hedge, and I think Dogman Barry were on it too. So yeah, got the I got a plus money price in the stupid ass. Hey, at least they won a game. That's better than the Dodgers. Dodgers about to get swept. Yes, uh, two nothing. Jeez, jeez, Dodgers. They didn't. We, they didn't. look at was minus seven. The Dodgers are going to. Win as many playoff games as the Giants this year. Woof. 
Uh, yikes. Oh, brooms um, out brooms out in the desert. That's crazy. So yeah, I don't yeah. uh I, I get where you're I get where you're coming from, but I, I'd love to go somewhere else that doesn't involve Gerard Okay, Taylor. So secret pod play, you got a thought? Final what, answer. What was Detroit what was the other over? one? What was the other one we circled? You we had one kick, circled that I like. I, I was kicking around Colts under. I was um, kicking around Minnesota over, but I think that's Minis- a little high. Minnesota over was 23 and a half. Just, you want to just do Patriots under again? <laughs> Should that be our stick? We do it every 19 week. and a half. It's 19 and a half. On the road. Patriots team total under. Patriots team play. total under. Until that's a that's Patri- a more fun. That's a more fun. That's more fun than the the alt spread I was talking about. And you wanted to Pat- play that under anyway. Yeah. Patriots team total unders until morale improves. <laughs> Belichick sabotaging Mac Jones in actual filmed games until morale Mac, improves. Uh, yeah. ba- Bailey Zappi coming in early because Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Max Crosby has injured Mac Jones. <laughs> He's decapitated him. This, yes. yeah, Mickey Hill. Good point by Mickey Hill. It's kind of you know, just. The pay, the Raiders' biggest weaknesses are they not can't. exploitable. Yeah. Right, we just, yeah, that's right. We don't we don't have the offensive weapons to do the even and even the even the Packers didn't look all that great. I, I do wonder if this Raiders defense is shoring up a little more in the secondary than we gave them credit for. Possibly. Um, I listened to one one quick point on Von Miller, and I'm trying to think of the podcast I listened to. I was way behind on podcasts and I just went for a long walk on Monday and set it to like 1.5 X and tried to listen to a bunch. So I forget who said it, Uh, but they talked about Von Miller and his usage in that game. And I'd have to go look at his snap counts, but there was a rumor that he had just never, it might've been Chernoff. He had never played an overseas game and he wanted to add that to the resume. So he, kind of bagged his way under the roster. Oh, I didn't and then hear he that. Didn't, I, I don't know if that was like he true. wasn't ready. Like he wasn't ready or like, he, like he's like, he's still not ready to go. Oh, like Von Miller might mm. still not be healthy and ready to go. He got to mm. play in that one because it's something he really wanted to do. And they, they like him as a, it's a long time veteran. Oh, wow. So Jesus, like, I, I, I don't know if there's any <laughs> truth to that. We'll find out. Okay. I think, so. I, think it was, I think it was pain. Yeah. Pain insider said, okay. Um, final call just because we're not going to get there on this pod, but Monday Night Football, Justin Herbert plus money at home. I'm, I'm leaning Cowboys. just straight up, straight yeah. up Chargers. Straight up, if you, made, if you made me bet that, straight, straight up par of Chargers for sure. And uh, can I can I parlay Chargers win with McCarthy first coach fired? I don't think a lot of places let you do that, but we'll find out. Um, I, I, we talked about it a couple weeks ago at the end of the pod, man. Yeah, I bet him coach of the year by accident. I, I, no. Remember, no. I didn't – I screwed up. I tried to bet him first coach fired. I bet him coach of the year instead. But then he won the game. It's like, wow, they both lose. I don't know. I don't know what uh, – speaking of, you want to know something funny? Because um, hmm. I, I did a little horse collar research today after I couldn't get that fucking horse collar thing out of my head. I had to write yeah, it Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, 
I watched the Roy Williams tackles the year before they all bought it. My God, <laughs> he, he four people broke their legs the year before they outlawed on on those kind of tackles. Roy Williams was responsible for two of them himself, or three? No, I think six people had injuries. Roy Williams caused four of them, two in the same game on horse collars. Like it was like his go-to move. It was crazy. The, the the Terrell Owens one was sad because he was at, at the, like yeah. the peak of his powers too. Yeah, um, but the the best part was Jerry Jones voted against it. <laughs> he's he's like he's just like I don't see how they'll I don't see how they'll be able to call it. Mm. Like it, it just well, seems like a little too ambiguous. I think four other teams voted against it. One uh, more fun trivia: Roy Williams was also the first player suspended for repeated violations of the rule. <laughs> well, yeah, no, like right away the next year, he just kept doing it. Oh my he, god! It was such a move for him. He hurt four people in two thousand four. Oh my god! Yeah. Two wow. in the same game. It was uh, yeah. Go back and watch some of those. It was pretty rough. Rich Vicay, I really hate that the fact that the rule is kind of being named for one player. <laughs> <laughs> I know they were calling it the Roy Williams rule. Like he's like, I feel bad, but <laughs> kind of feel bad. We're singling out one guy. Kind yeah. of the guy who's doing it. It was like the the tush push, man. It's like uh, Roy, Roy, other teams are doing the poor scholar, but Roy Williams is better at it. Oh, man. I, th- yeah. I think the, the Diamondbacks yeah. just hit like two more home runs. Four major incidents. Jesus. Uh, yes, yeah, 4 nothing. <laughs> the Dodgers are not playing well. Um, and actually, you know what, Andy? File away for next year. Um, baseball teams that uh, clinch early, they suck. I can't really put my finger on why. Uh, but for if you clinch in September... Uh, you um, apparently have no juice in October. Congrats and congrats to Connor Bedard for scoring a his first NHL goal. That was pretty fun. Was this regular season NHL? Someone? Yeah, we were. It's like his second game already, I guess. What four solo home runs? Yeah. Well, I'm excited. To be, I'm excited to be done with baseball for the year now. I'll watch the World <laughs> Series. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Call it a pod. If you guys have anything, obviously hit us up on Twitter, hit us in the discord. If you think of anything, if you have some listening to this later and you have some nugget that we missed, we're on Twitter, we're on the discord. You can leave a comment on this YouTube. It'll send a little message to somebody. Uh, Hit the thumbs up if you can, if you're in the YouTube chat, really appreciate that really helps us out. It helps with the algo. Um, I'll get to Friday. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, you can find that on my social. It's uh, on my link tree there. I'll go through all my favorite. I will rank my Wong legs this week. Wong legs were like undefeated last week. So ranking them was kind of uh, an exercise <laughs> in futility, but I still liked uh, I still liked the ones, ones better than the other ones. So Wong legs this week are going to be kind of weird, and there's going to be a definite case to be doing the secondary market or the, the secondary Wong of the like you know, get across month. 10 and seven, like yeah. the, the, the Kansas city one might get yeah. thrown in there. Um, there'll be a discord link um, at deep dive pod on Twitter. It's like, I think it's the pinned comment guys. Uh, can I guess what your least favorite Wong is going to be? Is it going to be Chicago? <sighs> Honestly, that's probably high up. If I looked at my pricing, <laughs> that's a, Seattle. I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a game I lean in the over. I haven't I haven't ranked him yet. Probably honestly, my least favorite one will probably be Washington. Washington, yeah, that's a low total though. 
I know it's a low total, but I don't love it. Houston is a is a good one, I think. San Fran, if we get the right price. Char- Rams, Chargers. If we get the right price. Chargers is uh, a great one. Chargers. Chargers is a bang. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. All right. See you guys. Oh, for the Blackhawks, we got to do the song. Do 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 do